What is up guys? It is Quinn back with another set of rankings. And so I've already gone through all my positional rankings, top 12 running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends. So today I'm kind of going to do my last set and it is going to be just top 24 overall players. So basically like two rounds of my rankings. You know, if you're playing in a 12 team league, 24 players, that would be two rounds. I'm not going to go super in depth on every player because I basically kind of did that over the last like half a week. But I'll just talk about, you know, why I have these players in certain spots, kind of general positional trends, and kind of work my way through it that way. If you guys watch this and enjoy the video, just do me a big favor, hit that like button, and subscribe to the channel. That helps me out a ton. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section about these rankings. If you think a player should be higher or lower, I'd love to hear it. These are going to continue to develop throughout the offseason. So these are definitely, you know, not set in stone. And I do want to hear your guys' feedback. But let's just jump right into it. Talked about Christian McCaffrey as my running back one. He's also going to be my overall number one player. I like him here because of his ceiling. Obviously, there's injury concerns, but I'm just willing to kind of take that into account because if he does hit and is healthy, he can give you like 27, 28 points per game, which is just not attainable from any other running back. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to be the consensus 101 on most people's boards. Still really like him. That's why I have him here at number two. Then typically, if you guys have been following my channel, you know, for the past year, you guys know that I like to go running backs early and often, but I just cannot ignore Cooper Cup here. I have him at number three. He was just so dominant last year, and he just has safety because you know he's going to be an elite wide receiver one. He just fits so well in this McVay system with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. His ceiling is so high, and then you just don't have to deal with the injury risk of a lot of these running backs. You know, wide receivers are just not getting injured at the same rate as running backs. So I do like Cooper Cup here at the number three slot. And I feel like this is about where he's gonna go. Some people may even take him higher. Number two, I don't know if he shoots up to number one because I feel like most people really like Jonathan Taylor, but he is going to be a high-end first round pick. Then at number four, five, six, and seven, I go on a run of running backs here. I do feel like the difference between Cooper Cup and the wide receiver two, wide receiver three. I do think there's a little bit of a difference there. So that's why I go back to the running back position. So Derrick Henry at the number four, Najee Harris at five, Cook at six, Eckler at seven. I think all those players have the potential to finish as high-end RB1s, which is why I like going running backs early and often with those guys in you know, the first half of the first round. Then number eight, this is where I have my second wide receiver, and it is Justin Jefferson. I feel like we know he's going to get that volume. He's finished as a high-end wide receiver one last season. I think he's going to do it again. I just don't think he's you know quite as elite as Cooper Cup in terms of fantasy production, but is a very safe high-end wide receiver one that you can get probably mid to late first round. Then we're going to go back to the running backs here at number nine and number 10. Number nine, I have DeAndre Swift. Number 10, I have Joe Mixon. I think both of these players also have high-end RB1 potential. But I do think there are maybe just, you know, a few more red flags than you have with some of the running backs I ranked ahead of them. For Swift, we just don't know how good this offense is going to be. And does he have as big of a receiving role with all these new weapons coming in? Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jamison Williams. Who else did they bring in? DJ Chark. You've got a lot of guys there. He's not going to have the touchdowns most likely. So his ceiling may be capped, but I do think he could hit it. It's just not as likely as some of the RBs ahead of him. For Joe Mixon, if he can secure that receiving role, you know, all for himself, he does have, you know, high upside as an RB1. But right now, we're not positive he's going to have that role. 
He didn't lock it down last season, but he's still going to be on a top-tier offense, getting a ton of first and second down opportunities and a lot of red zone work. So I do like him inside the first round. Then I'm going to go back to the wide receiver position here at number 11 and number 12 with Jamar Chase and Devontae Adams. Really like both of these players, both absolute stud wide receivers. For Jamar Chase, we know he has that big playability. He's going to be attached to Joe Burrow. I do just have him a little bit you know, lower than Cup and Jefferson because I don't think he's guaranteed the same volume as those players, but we know he's just due for some massive, massive weeks. And then for Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL, going to a new situation, but it's really not a bad situation. It's just a little bit of a downgrade from playing with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Derek Carr is going to feed him. And I do think this Raiders offense is actually going to be pretty solid. Then here in the back half, going into the second round, at number 13, I have Leonard Fournette. Number 14, Alvin Kamara. For Fournette, I think he's kind of in this second tier of running backs where I don't know if he has super high-end RB1 potential because they do have Rashad White coming in, but maybe he does hold on to that uh, you know, three-down workload. But even if he doesn't, he can kind of operate as the Joe Mixon did last year, where he's on a good offense. He's getting the first and second down opportunities, getting work in the red zone, and then still you know, being involved in the receiving game, but not having a total monopoly like Fournette did last year. And then for Kamara, I talked about this in the RB rankings. This is really just kind of a placeholder spot because if he has no suspension, he's going to shoot up to like a mid first round pick, thinking that like Dalvin Cook... Uh, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift range in there with Mixon. He's going to be, you know, thrown in there with those guys. But without knowing what his suspension is, it's just tough to rank him. But if he does go out and get suspended for like four to six games, then he's definitely going to drop lower than this RB10 slot. And then here at number 15, this is where I have the first tight end in my rankings, Travis Kelsey. I'm probably just a little bit lower on Kelsey than consensus, but I'm still a big fan of him for fantasy football. Gives you a really solid positional advantage at the tight end spot. Plus, he's going to be the clear number one target for the Chiefs now that Tyreek Hill is on the Dolphins. Then at 16 and 17, we're going back to the wide receiver position. Have Stephon Diggs and Debo Samuel. For Stephon Diggs, he just seems like a super solid locked-in wide receiver one. We saw his high-end potential in the 2021 season, and the Bills didn't go out and stack their wide receiver core. So I think he could kind of perform like that Again, he's attached to Josh Allen. There's a high-scoring offense. He'll have touching opportunities. So as an early to mid-second round pick, I do really like Stephon Diggs there. 17, Debo Samuel. Man's an absolute stud. His usage could be up in the air, but like I talked about in my wide receiver video, I don't really care if he operates as a wide back or just a pure wide receiver because he was dominant in both ways. So even if he goes to the 49ers, says he doesn't want to play that position, okay, don't really care. Still averaged 20 plus points per game as a wide receiver. So I would still like him in this slot. Then we're going to go back to the running backs with a duo of Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb. I think both of these players are probably going to be higher in my rankings than consensus. And I think a lot of that is just due to me having running backs higher up. You know, like they may have Barkley and Chubb as RB11, RB12, but they'd probably be more back end of the second round. For me, when I'm looking at the wide receivers, I'm ranking behind them. I don't know if they have that elite ceiling, so I'd rather just take running backs that I think can put together really solid seasons. For Saquon, we're betting on that talent, hoping he's getting that three-down roll and can stay healthy. For Chubb, definitely more of the safer option, but we're buying into that Cleveland Browns offense, and maybe Kareem Hunt isn't there. Maybe he can carve out a bigger role, 
But even in a backfield by committee, Nick Chubb is still able to put together, you know, low-end RB1 seasons, high-end RB2 seasons. So I do like Nick Chubb as a mid-second round pick. Then here at number 20, we're going back to the tight end position. And the last tight end in these top 24 rankings, it is going to be Mark Andrews, just a little bit lower than Travis Kelsey. Don't think the Ravens offense is going to have anywhere close to the passing volume of the Chiefs, but there's also less overall targets there. Andrews is going to be the number one. They, you know, got rid of Marquise Brown. You've got Rashad Bateman there, but Andrews is going to be the guy coming off of a career season. Do think he regresses a little bit from that like 17 plus point per game year in 2021, but I still think he is going to be very, very effective and a high end tight end one. Then we have a run of wide receivers, 21, Deontay Johnson, 22, Tyree Kill, and 23, Mike Evans. Deontay Johnson, I really feel like I'm going to be talking about him all season long. Super undervalued, stud wide receiver, has upgrades at the quarterback position, and I think he is in store for a big year. And you'll probably be able to draft him as like a high-end wide receiver too, maybe even a mid-end wide receiver too. So you probably don't even have to draft him this high, but definitely someone to look out for and someone that I do think I should value as a back-end second-round pick. Tyree Kill, we know he has all the talent in the world, has finished as a high-end wide receiver one in years past, but he is on a different system, less passing volume, downgrade at quarterback. So we'll just have to see how he's kind of used this year. So we know he has that ceiling, but his floor is just way lower than it's been in years past. So I feel like this wide receiver eight back-end second round is, you know, a fair ranking. Then we've got Mike Evans here at number 23. You just know exactly what you're going to get out of Mike Evans. 1,000-plus receiving yards in every single NFL season. And he's just going to finish in this like mid to back end wide receiver one, probably at worst, like a high end wide receiver two, as long as you know Brady stays healthy and he is on the field, which he has done a fantastic job of doing his entire career. And then to wrap up these rankings here at number 24, this is where I have James Conner. Kind of was debating between a few players here, but I did end up going with the Arizona Cardinals running back. Kind of feel like he's a budget version of Leonard Fournette here. Because he may have the opportunity to have the three down roll now that Chase Edmonds is gone. He may give up some receiving work, but we have to look back to last year. Even though he was very touchdown dependent, he was still producing as a solid RB1, you know, not even being the three down back. So if he doesn't get that role, he can still be effective, but he also has a very high ceiling if he is able to get that third down work. And I mean, we saw last year in limited opportunities, he was very, very effective as a pass catcher. And was very versatile there. You know, it wasn't just like dump offs every single play. He made some tough catches. So I do like James Conner here at kind of like the two, three turn and think he'll probably be drafted more like mid third round when we're getting into fantasy drafts. So someone who I think is definitely being undervalued right now. And that is going to wrap it up for my top 24 rankings. Let me know what you guys think about these down below. And I'll keep putting out content every single day. That's my plan for the foreseeable future. So keep checking in. I'll be posting them basically same time. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you guys in the next one.